What's up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Witch. I'm your host, Michelle. I am The Spiritual Witch. And boy, do I have a good episode for you today. This one is a fascinating one. But before we get into this episode, let's get into the small announcements. Um, if you guys want to support me, you can start with monthly donations, which will allow me to create engaging content more frequently that could be accessed on more platforms. <clears throat> Also, send me a voice message. This can allow me to hear what you have to say, and you could be featured on a future episode. And make sure to download or subscribe to Apple Podcasts so that this podcast will show up more when people search for me. If you guys could do any of those things or all of those things, it would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I've got a lot of really interesting stuff that we're going to be talking about own plan for the future. And I thought maybe I would include this one in my hexing series, but considering this can be not just used for baneful ma- magic, but also some positive stuff as well, um, I've decided not to include that in my hexing series. So today we're going to be talking about poppets. <laughs> what poppets are and how you can use them in your craft. So <clears throat> let's get into it. When most people think of dolls in witchcraft, they think of voodoo dolls, pins, needles, and a lot of torment. Of course you can use dolls to bring harm to your enemies, but that's not the only reason that these dolls are created. What many people do not know is that these pins stuck into dolls do not always cause pain. Some can bring blessings, power, wealth, and happiness to the person that doll represents. When witches use dolls, we call it poppets. Poppet, which means sweet little thing, was used as a term of endearment and was often used to refer to a child. The doll that we call a poppet originated in Europe is instead for sympathetic magic. Poppets are used as a physical representation of the person you want to affect in your life. Hair or nail clippings may be incorporated into the poppet and writing the person's name on the poppet is also a common practice. You can create poppets to represent a person or a thing, and this poppet can contain different items that belong to that person. Once the poppet is made and has been charged, any action that you perform on the poppet will cause a similar reaction to the person it represents. Poppets date back to ancient times when they were believed to be used to bind deities to villages or homes. Today, binding spells are more likely to be used on... I'm so sorry. I'm so sleepy. A specific individual to stop them from hurting other people. You can create a poppet from all types of materials, including corn husks, paper, wood, mud, fruit, wax, wax, grass, roots, grain stalks, or clay. They can be dressed and stuffed with stones or herbs or other magical items, as well as personal items that belong to the person for whom the poppet is intended. This could mean that you dress the poppet in clothing made from a material that is worn by the person or that you stuff some of their hair or nail clippings into the poppet. People have even been known to add bodily fluids such as saliva, semen, or blood to poppets. Whatever you use, it's important that the poppet and the person it is intended for are linked as much as possible. You can make your poppets as elaborate or as simple as you like. However, you do need to take time to learn as much as you can about the person that they will represent before you determine the reason for the poppet. Will the poppet be used to bind, heal, harm, or curse that person? The possibilities are endless, just like spell work, but you must know what your goal is in order to achieve it. The more work you put into your poppets and the more elaborate that they are, the more potent your spell will be. Just like any other magical tool, your poppet will need to be 
consecrated once it's made. You'll need to name your poppet. Give it the same name as the person for whom it was created. And you should infuse it with your own energy and intu intu intention. Wow. Infuse it with intuition. Intention. <laughs> this can be done by breathing life into the poppet. Simply place a straw at the poppet's mouth and breathe into it, while keeping a clear picture in your head of the person the doll represents. This will allow the poppet to take on a life of its own and will activate the spell. <clears throat> Your actions will depend on the type of spell that you are working on, whether it be to harm, bind, curse, or heal. The poppet can be pierced with pins, nails, or other sharp objects to cause pain, just like a voodoo doll. You can use cool water to cool it off, heat it with fire to cure fevers, or bind it with cords to restrict movement or work a binding spell. Once you are finished with the spell and the poppet and have achieved your goal, dismantle it and dispose of the ingredients appropriately. It's very important to make sure that any link between the ingredients and the person has been broken. Commercial dolls or toys can also be used to create poppets, and honestly, it's just easier than making one from scratch. You'll want to find a doll that looks as much as possible like the person you want to affect, and then modify the doll as much as the target to match the target even more. For instance, these dolls can be dressed in clothing that is sewn from the person's clothing. If the doll has hair, you can braid some of the person's hair with the dolls. All of this will create a long-lasting link to the person. You should create the strongest connection possible, just like with any other poppet. So, now that we have a brief introduction to poppets, let's talk a little bit more about them and just get a little bit of inspiration into poppets in general. Personally, I love using poppets in my witchcraft, and I think that they're a very versatile tool, and they're very inspirational, and there's a really big place for poppet usage in my heart when it comes to witchcraft. So I want to give you as much inspiration as possible, and I want some ideas for some things that you guys could use poppets for in your magical workings as well. <clears throat> so poppets can be really good for wellness, self-love, shadow work. And these are just a couple of things that they can be used for. I think they're really good for creativity as well. They're an extremely versatile tool. So this isn't necessarily something that you need to use strictly for witches, but other people can use them as well. <clears throat> anyway, um, these poppets can be used to represent yourself or they can be used to represent somebody else. Um, if you want to use them to represent somebody else, they can be used to represent that person in the spell or a hexing or binding or whatever ritual you're trying to do. If you want to do hexing, banishing, or binding, you can use the poppet. And I'm hoping that it's one of these things that I'm going to give you is something that you can definitely use in your magical practice. <clears throat> So when you're using the poppet, you can represent a person, but that's not always the case. Um, the majority of cases, the poppet is used to represent yourself at your current age or at your age in a past. If you're doing like inner child magic, it can be used to represent that. Or it can be used to represent somebody else you know, a loved one or someone who is behaving badly and you'd like to stop them from doing so. Whatever the case may be, there are a few different ways that you can bring a poppet into your craft different ways of doing it. So I just want to talk about a few of them before we get started on some of the techniques that I'm going to suggest to you. If you're not interested in this part or if you already know like what you want to do for a poppet, then you can go ahead and skip this part. But I'm going to 
tell you a little bit about how you can create some of the poppets. There are a few different um, um, poppets that you can make. The three most common ones is um, a doll. And the doll, so I have a doll, and it's a representation of me. And I've used it for magic and ritual related to me. The next one is a a tiny little pocket or poppet that I had gotten from a witch store. And the third one is a poppet that I had made myself. I had sewed it myself and it's a representation. Um, this can be used as a representation of somebody that is behaving badly or whatever. It's something that you can use as representation and it's one that you had made yourself. And the second one is one that is made out of paper. This is a temporary poppet and you can just, it's like one time magic that you can burn up and that's pretty much the, the end of that poppet. You can't, it's not something that's reusable like the doll or like um, the, the homemade one. <clears throat> anyway, you can cut and you can sew them, but... Uh, you can make them by hand, or you can find them in thrift stores. You can find them in little thrift shops around you. You can go online and find one that you think is suitable. And you can get these from little witchcraft stores as well. Um, if your store happens to carry poppets. Mine does not. Mine carries extremely limited supplies. But there are stores out there that do carry poppets. And it can be a really useful tool if you make your own too. Because you can put different things in it. You can put things inside of it. Um, you can have different, like, lavender heads and herb mixture and stuff like that. You can put some oils in it, nails, hair, like that kind of thing. You can even put blood and saliva. But anyway, if you're going to be using a poppet to represent yourself, it can be really helpful if you're using it to represent somebody else, too. If you use another one to represent somebody else. So you want two different poppets for those kinds of things. And you know if you're using it then you might want to put some of like their hair in it. If you're having it represent somebody else. Um, those are all sorts of possibilities. Um, another thing that I want to mention is that if you're not sure whether or not you want to use a poppet. Or you just want to experiment with it. There's nothing wrong with just using a piece of paper pop it like I had said just draw a rough shape of a human body and then cut it out and then you have a sweet and simple little poppet like I had said <laughs> and it, this is a single use poppet so if you really want a poppet that you can use multiple times um one that you can kind of cleanse and rededicate to uh, different workings um then the paper poppet really is not for you but the paper poppet is really good because you can burn it in a cauldron or you can do what you want with it. You can put it in the recycling when it's done. And basically, they're, they're really good for one-time uses. But the reason to go to with a single-use paper poppet um, is actually just to make one out of bread. You can buy like a loaf of bread and, you, you know, the bread that's really soft inside. You can scoop out some of that bread and you can make a really rough like mock-up of like a poppet. It. it can be really useful. It can be done with dough or just about anything that's edible. Uh, kind of like something that's pliable so that you can get like a really good anything you can make a human body out of. So what you want to do with the poppet is you can put it into recycling afterwards. 
you can bury it. Um, but I actually really enjoy eating them. There's various things that you can do with them. You can consume them after you've done your magical working. But with consuming, it's like a representation of like like an act of taking them to your heart. Or it can be considered an act of destroying or stopping. It just depends on your intent. Uh, or having power over them. Depending on what it is that you're doing and who it represents. But it makes every bit of sense to be able to eat it and to take that back into yourself. You put the energy out there and then you're taking that energy into yourself again. <clears throat> so a few things that you can do that with an edible poppet that make it useful is you can draw on the poppets. You can use little icing pens. Um, if you want to, you can write sigils on the poppet. You can put lettering on there so that you know... Like, it kind of makes an interesting poppet experience. And there's a little, like, things that you can do just to, like, show you what's possible. You can have little, like, um, accessories and things that you can make of cookies and things like that. You can also uh, create a little ring of protection around the poppet using something like golden syrup or, or, or something like that. <clears throat> um, you can do other things that are edible around it as well. And you can use little, like, colorful sprinkles to represent something. And you can use little interesting things that you can find that are edible. There's little edible eyes that I found at little shops. And those can be really cool to make an edible poppet. Um, but if you want to shape your poppet with bread, you can use tortillas. You can draw it what you want. You can cut it out again. And then you have yourself an edible poppet. Poppet. Pop, pop wow. Pocket. An edible poppet. Um, and yes, you can definitely cheat and just work with a gingerbread man if you want to. Um, not everybody has time to be able to make these kinds of things. You can just grab yourself a gingerbread man. And um, the first thing that you want to do, you can, you can decorate it in the ways that I had talked about above. And, you know, maybe you want to try wrapping them and unwrapping them, symbolizing... Um, you know, a couple of different things. Uh, you can wrap it for protection, um, shielding, and all that kind of stuff. And you can use tortillas and stuff like that. And of course, with the homemade ones, with the doll one, you can do that with cloth. And, uh, you can use the paper one, whatever it might want to, whatever you might want to wrap your, your, um, poppet with. And it can be represent representative of like the sort of energy like shielding, uh, protection, defenses against whatever is like attacking you or whatever the attacking force. And it can just represent like hiding as well, feeling safe and just feeling like you are in control and, and things like that. Um, or it can be an unpleasant thing. You may be wrapping your doll. Could be re the um, representative of the ability to hide, the ability to escape. Um, it can be uh, representing, you know, being trapped or something like that. Um, if you want to work with your poppet and you want to have some certain energy and intention with it, you can also try like uh gifting the poppet with something so if you want to gift your poppet with like um 
you know, like um, little accessories or something like that. You can shower it with love. You're investing a lot of creative energy into it. Then you're enhancing it. And therefore, whoever it represents in some way, you might be um, enhancing their lives as well. And then after you're done working with your poppet, perhaps you want to wrap the poppet up and secure the energy um, within that poppet. So that's another way you can use wrapping as, as well. Um, if you... <clears throat> If you want to use the poppet, it needs to go into a, a period of gestation or a period of waiting or, or maybe a state of calm or something. You can also use, you can also wrap it in that, in that way as well. Um, energy, in fact, is actually, um, you know, you can unwrap it as a whole and that can represent a whole host of things. You can um, use the wrapping as a representation of the comfort zone and then when you unwrap it you can choose to see that as you know escape from the comfort zone um, and coming into an independence coming into sovereignty taking risks being bold and as you gently unwrap it's like you're re releasing the poppet into the power of like new adventure excitement fresh start there's so many other different ways that you can use wrapping and unwrapping as well those are just a couple of examples that that you can use but a wrapped pop pocket or pop it on like an altar or something like that you can place it into a box which is another form of wrapping and and it could be kind of like um when you take your poppet out at a time it's it's appropriate for that to happen um after maybe a period of waiting or something like that perhaps the box could represent like a safe or comfort zone or being at home or something like that and taking it out could represent something like adventure and and getting out more um, <clears throat> uh, taking care of your poppet is also also another really really good idea um, if you um, want your poppet to represent the very youngest version of yourself then you want to be making sure that you're giving that poppet praise and reassurance. Um, maybe rocking it in your arms for a little bit while you're watching a film or laying in bed. Um, there's a lot of people that go through phases of doing this when they first make their poppets and when they're doing a lot of shadow work and, and things like that. Just to kind of help that inner child out with that shadow work because it can be very difficult going through that. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes you don't even have to be interacting with your poppet directly. You can just um, chat with it daily and just say nice words, reassurance, praise, love. And the poppet could represent easily just someone else. It doesn't have to represent you as well. And you may have puppets that represent like all of your children, maybe your husband, um, best friends. You may have a poppet to represent somebody in your life who is in need of love, strength, and praise and reassurance. And you can make sure that you're adding value to that person by making sure that you are um, speaking kindly to that poppet with love on a regular basis. So, you know, definitely take care of your poppet. Pray, shower it with love, make sure that you're showering it um, or showing it a good time, being very sweet and helpful towards it. And that idea is that energy and, and that intention extends towards the person and the poppet represents... Um, um, that that person. So another interesting thing to do with your poppet and a really fun thing to do is to give it clothes and accessories. Um, 
and you can regularly change out their clothes and accessories or you can give it jewelry you can give it toys you can give it things that can actually belong to it so when you're working with a poppet long term that can be a really interesting thing to do as well um <clears throat> there's um a lot of different things that you can do um with poppets uh and yeah so you can give it a crystal um you know, so it can have its own personal crystal. You can give it a toy um, that represents you in, in a way that the poppet could use. And it could give that poppet comfort and joy. And therefore, by extension, you're giving the person the poppet represents comfort or joy. And, and that's really what it's about. You can give your poppet its own spirit guides, guardian angels, uh, little beings the poppet can speak to to give your poppet a pet. Um, you could give it uh, pet butterflies or pet snake or whatever. Um, obviously, these aren't real things. These are little plastic toys. You're not actually going to be giving the puppet a real pet that you then need to be taking care of. <clears throat> um, you could even give your puppet some really tiny tarot cards. <clears throat> you can be really creative with your accessories and your clothing and you can change the poppet's clothing and you can make clothing for the poppet. In fact, with a lot of the different poppets, you can make some old like paper doll clothing for a poppet like the um the little paper doll one. And I know that this is something that in some witchy families they do tend to do this. They make little paper dolls and then have some clothing for it. Um you can make the paper dolls from cardboard if you'd like. But dolls can be incredibly spiritual to work with. And um, everybody, almost every little girl has worked with dolls in some way in their earliest years. <laughs> and sometimes people don't even know that they're doing magic. And, you know, changing the clothing and talking to the dolls and taking them on adventures. And, and looking back now, I see that that was very magical. And, you know, even now when I have dolls, it's nice to dress them up and, and things like that here and there. I've got a little doll here that I dress up. Um, but yeah, clothing and accessories are really exciting. So you can <laughs> imagine sometimes that works really well for some people and I actually have one here that I dress quite frequently so I absolutely love that kind of thing um, you can also sew or glue jewels onto your doll and you can do all kinds of stuff like that to permanently change the appearance and therefore represent that there has been some sort of a shift some alchemy some irreversible change in that person's life whoever that puppet is representing or you know, you want that puppet to represent. You can give your puppet a tattoo, for example, that represents something that you want to have happen in your life um, or in your reality. It can be very potent because it's a commitment that makes a permanent change to the puppet and therefore represents the permanent change that you're going to um, after your life. It's also just really symbolic to do something, you know, like cutting a puppet's hair or you know, just writing on the poppet, doing something permanent that you can't get rid of or that changes the look of the poppet. It shows commitment and dedication to whatever it is that you want to bring in the next, uh, like, reality. <clears throat> um, the really cool thing that you can do, too, is you can give them little sound baths. You can sing to your poppet. You can chant to your poppet. play music, that kind of thing. 
You can use chimes. Um, there's all sorts of things. You can even work with a drum or a tambourine or whatever you're wanting to look. It's really up to you and you decide how you want to use sound and what that would look like and um, <clears throat> what kind of result you'd want to achieve from that. Okay, so um, another thing is that you can um, you can season your puppet, kind of like a chicken. Put oil on it, scatter rub herbs on it, you know, whatever you want to do. You can put crystals on it, you can leave it for a while to let those intentions kind of sit and those various scents sort of soak in and do their work. You can spray your puppet with perfume that represents certain things and you can even get a pipette bottle make an oil mix and actually sort of just direct the oil mix depending on where you're trying to do with the poppet what you're trying to do and send your energy and intention into this this can be really great to do if you're working with the chakras as well um <clears throat> one of the more powerful things um that you can use on it is you can use the puppet as a divination tool as well. Um, this isn't very good for the doll one that you buy from the store. This is more so better um, with a puppet that you've made at home that has two different sides. So you can actually ask the puppet questions and do something with the puppet to determine the answer to the question. So if you're using a yes no question, this divination could be particularly useful. Um, <clears throat> But let's say you want to ask a yes-no question. So maybe I'm asking, you know, do I really want this? Um, and then what you would do is you would flip it or you would throw it and best three or five times. Um, <clears throat> and it say, let's say it lands on the side. Um, I have a heart on one side of mine and then I have uh, not a heart on the other side. It's just plain. And if it lands on it two or three times, then that would be a yes or no depending. Um, we go that's twice and um, as long as you have two hearts on two hearts and then on the other side and then you have a no heart on the on one then that would be a yes or you know one of those kinds of things. So it's kind of like a pendulum in that way. We have to make sure that each side is different so one side would have a heart and the other side would not. Um, <clears throat> That's an interesting one. And I have used a puppet for divination before. It's very interesting. Um, you can use words and images from magazines. Uh, that's an interesting way of working with your puppet. You can get some words printed or cut out. And you can place the words onto the puppet as part of like a ritual or spell. You can use vibrant colors. Um, but yeah, you can put these words on it if you want to. You can write on the puppet if you'd like to. Um, you can stick a bunch of words on it and and you can kind of make a narrative and you can leave those words on there until those things or those words that have come that it represents have come to pass um, another thing that you can do is you can make it a little house or you can give it a house in your environment you don't need to make like a house from scratch or anything like that but you can give it a location where it lives and the point of doing this with your puppet the main reason is because it means something different when the puppet is in its home as opposed to when it's away from its home. So you can actually create two different energies. The energy of when the puppet is at home, so maybe that would represent safety, security, understanding um, what is going, um, 
you know, it would have all the, the creature comforts, you know, so to say, around you protecting and maybe it would represent cleansing. And then when you take that puppet away from the home, that could represent like adventure, uh, new things happening, change, um, you know, sophistication, maybe knowledge. And you could make the puppet at home and, and you could intentionally remove the puppet from the home to represent that you're, you know, pushing whatever the puppet represents into danger or unpleasantness. It depends on what you're hexing, cursing, binding, or maybe you're not doing any baneful uh, magic whatsoever. It just, it's all comes down to your intent. Uh, you could put it to a neutral position where it doesn't have... Um, you know, those energies to work with in that neutral position can be to stop a behavior, um, whoever that pop represents is engaging in, um, <clears throat> or you could just put the poppet under your pillow, put it in a drawer, you could use a box, you could pop it into the box, and, um, that could represent, like, you know, the puppet's home and that sort of place where the puppet's house is, and where it will, where it will reside. And um, you could take the puppet out of the home and the energy changes, the intention changes, what you're doing kind of changes. And you can actually get um, really creative and, and kind of extra. And you can have um, <clears throat> little different homes and, you know, like, um, you know, different little things that the, the puppet could do, like little parties and things like that. So... You can go to like a thrift shop and grab like a little toy house if you if you'd like to. That's always a a good technique as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, whether you're doing a hex or a curse, you know, maybe you're doing a banishing, and so you want to oust the puppet. You want to push it away. You want to get rid get rid of it. You want to dissolve it. Whatever that may be, you want to actually use, cause damage to the puppet. Maybe you want to deliberately cause harm to the thing that you have made or you're using. You can punch staples into it. You can call it names. You can drop it in hot wax. You know, there's so many things that you want to do and that you can consider. Um, <clears throat> you can stab it if you'd like to. Stab it in the heart. You can also use pins. Um, that's the old school method if you'd like to so don't don't um be afraid if you feel like it's time to um take it somewhere with no light and just leave it there or tell it off or pin scary shitty words to it or whatever you want to do you know go ahead and feel free depending on your purpose for this poppet uh, i'm not going to get into the ins and outs on my view of hexes because we already know I've got several 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 videos or not videos but episodes about hexes and we don't need to get into that um, <clears throat> and you can always um, check out my hexing profile and my little hexing series that I have worked really hard on um, <clears throat> But yeah, so you can leave it in a dark room, you can cut it, you can say horrible things to it. Um, but it can actually be very cathartic when it relates to you as well. I'm not saying that we should be self-loathing or anything like that in our ritual. Um, because, you know, witchcraft is usually all about self-love. And I'm very much into self-love. But sometimes when you're disappointed in yourself or you feel like you lack discipline in a certain way. Or you didn't do what you wanted to do or you know, what you said you were going to do, and you can use that, that puppet to tell, tell you, tell it off, 
or to do something that represents that you don't think that you're acting in the best version of yourself and that you're unhappy with yourself. Uh, you can deliver discipline to the pulpit and you can move from there. And the reason that it is useful sometimes in your magical practice, um, <clears throat> this can be a lot less destructive. Um, you know, you can stick a pin in a doll that represents you rather than stick a pin into yourself that is you. That can be a lot less destructive, especially for someone who is suffering from self-harm and, and things of that nature. Um, so it can work in terms of doing magic and ritual relating to yourself. It's not all about cursing or harm. Of course, it can be used in that way. It's not all about extracting vengeance and things um, of that, but you can also use it for self-love as well. <clears throat> and we can actually be a little bit mean to our puppets. You know, maybe you want to adopt a sort of kind of army sergeant kind of vibe with your puppet for a while because you yourself feel that you need to pull yourself up on some things. And that has been a kind of punishment that you can, you can use, you know. A puppet can be a, a healthy way to cope with things like that. <clears throat> But it's it's nice to be able to just kind of talk to yourself like that without actually talking to yourself like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a way of saying you know you don't want it to do you don't want to do it again, and you may feel bad. You acknowledge that situation, and then you can go on and be a better version of yourself. So, <clears throat> let's say that you want to use a single-use puppet, and you want it to represent the parts of yourself that you did or said, or something that you think was too harsh or something like that. You can um take this this um poppet and then you can burn that part those parts of yourself that you don't feel are valuable. And those are things that you can definitely do to help yourself. But as a practitioner I wanted to put out these tips um for people who w want to work with puppets, for people who are looking to work with puppets, or maybe for people who have worked with puppets. Like, it is a, it is a very, um, yeah, it's a very interesting, interesting thing. Um, one of the last things that I can rep uh, <laughs> recommend, represent, one of the last things that I can recommend that you do is just travel with your puppet. Um, I think traveling is is one of the best things that you can do. Go for a walk, um, and and do those kinds of of things. That's one of the other things that you can do. Um, another thing you can do is you can do some story work. You can have things that, um, <clears throat> you know, you can have the the puppet walk into different rooms, which are represented representative of different challenges of that puppet, and you can go through these through three rooms. Um, and the puppet can go through an obstacles or, or a situation that's going to be very difficult. And that's how your po your puppet will be moving from room to room, getting through these difficult situations. That is definitely one thing that you can, you can do. <clears throat> you can put a drop of oil at the end of it to represent new knowledge, new life, kind of like a baptism, uh, a new way of being to think of how you would do some, um you know, storytelling and that with a puppet and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of this is malevolent magic as well. Doing magic, that's sort of like energy, power, love, success, all those kinds of things. But you can also do in the, in the uh, opposite way, where the person is 
um, not getting to a better place and not learning more knowledge, but actually going the opposite way to a more um, uh, position where they are not knowing a lot of information and, and things like that. And and that can be very useful as well for some of the more baneful magic and hexing and, and things like that. And there's just like a, a lot of different challenges and, and whatnot that you can do with the poppet. But that's a lot of different things that you can do with a poppet. I absolutely love them and I just think that they're so interesting and, and fascinating. So that's it for this episode and I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week with another banger of an episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you guys work with poppets, if you guys like poppets and just what you think about poppets in general. I personally have three poppets. <laughs> One of them I am transforming into a poppet, so that's going into the, the works now. Um, I forgot to tell you guys about my poppets. Um, and then another one I have that represents, so the other two are for basically baneful magic. It's for a lot of hexing and things like that. One of them I've got in a nice dark area to represent somebody that is um, driving me up a wall. And so I've put her in a dark area to see if this will help neutralize the situation. Now, I don't usually go to hexing. Oh my goodness. Unless I have tried every mundane way possible to communicate to somebody or to tell somebody how I am feeling. If I have tried every mundane way, then I, I, I will 100% go to hexing. But if I have not felt like I have given it my all or I felt like somebody actually deserves this kind of nonsense, then, you know, it is what it is. Um, but the, the other thing, the other poppet that I have is just one of those little ones I kind of found off Amazon. Um, and it's, it's a little string one. I want to get one that looks a little bit better, but this one represents somebody who I'm not quite fond of. <laughs> and, um, I have literally put this poppet into a cage and it has been in there for months and, it's very interesting because I'm learning things about this person and I'm finding out that this person is very stuck in their life. Um, but yeah, she lives here in Colorado and it's very interesting to kind of see how that is going. And yeah, so it's very interesting to see that kind of stuff. But you can... I, I basically what I did is I went to Goodwill and I got myself like a little like lantern and I put the poppet inside the lantern and that's basically what it's being used for and the other poppet is it's it's under my altar which I'm not very because I don't like to I mean how do I say this I don't advertise that I do a lot of hexing and cursing and things like that. I do do it occasionally, but I don't like hexes and curses and those elements to be that close to my altar. So I'm trying to find a different place to put that one. Uh, maybe I'll fold it up and tie it up and, you know, just kind of have it stuck somewhere. I don't know. I'll do something with it. Um, but for right now, it's in my altar space to kind of be dealt with. But, yeah, so that's everything for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let me know what you guys want to listen to next week, and I will see you guys next week. Bye! <laughs>